Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! I'd like to welcome you to the Outsider's Edge. Uh, it's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash, and like always, I'm with my partner in crime, my amigo, Mr. Carl Irvin. What's going on, Carl? How you doing, bro? Oh, not much, man. Doing good. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about. Looking forward to it. Like a bunch of stuff kind of came across all in the last couple of days, man. like just like nothing. So you know how we do it. We got to tackle it. It's the top, the topic show. It's a weird week, yeah. though, isn't it? I mean, maybe. It, well, I, I, say say it's, I say it's a weird week because, first and foremost, the WWE news is weird because they're in UK. That's yeah. always a weird week because, you know, we this news cycle isn't in, in, on the same timeline. On right. top of that, the biggest news of the week wasn't anything WWE-related. It was all in. That's true, yeah. So it's a really... I'm not saying weird, bad. It's just it's not the normal news cycle, you know, stuff happening week. You would think. Well, it's kind of like everything that was going on in in the UK. It's like wrestling was going on over there, but business was happening in the states. You know what I mean? Except for some stuff maybe towards the end that we'll talk about. But the major topics that we're going to get on kind of happened here while WWE was doing their thing overseas so it's kind of cool i guess well, I, like, you, I like the way you put that so you know what this is going to be the business episode the business episode i like it uh so speaking of business uh young cody runnels um <laughs> he don't work for wwe so he's cody runnels um young nick jackson and young matt jackson uh their venture into doing uh a 10,000 seat arena show Self-promoted, self-funded. Yes. That they have very cleverly and affectionately called All In. Tickets went on sale. After a press conference at the One Hour Tea Show, Tea Shop in Chicago, they sold out in less than an hour. Yes, they did. Now, I have a very small level of skepticism because I don't believe any venue when it comes to selling out. It's just I've been taught that being a wrestling fan my whole life. I don't have a reason to not believe them. I don't want to. So I, let me say that I'm not saying that they that they didn't sell out. I just all I'm saying is if more if more seats are released, then there wasn't a sellout. But as of right now, they sold out, and that is damn impressive. Yeah, uh, That's super impressive. I'm I'm very happy for them on that on that note. I'm very happy for them for that alone. Yes. Yeah, I mean hats off to them. You know if. If if everything is to be believed, and I don't like you said, don't really have a reason to think not. No. Um, well, they did it, and congratulations to them because um, I think it's a good thing to know that there are, you know, there's a there different way to people to try this. This will give others maybe, and I'm not saying, 
you know, this is Cody and the Young Bucks. These are two extreme, three extremely huge guys in the industry. You know, it doesn't surprise me necessarily that they're able to do it, but I think it kind of gives a little bit of hope that there are other ways to do business now where you don't, it doesn't just have to be, you don't have to be under one major umbrella to try and like yeah. get something to work. You know, yeah. don't jump, don't jump on, don't jump on that grenade too soon. <laughs> well, that's, I'm sure that's what we'll talk about, but I think, um, it's kind of into my, the only problem I'm having already. And this, you know, I hate to be this guy because I usually leave this to you. Oh, I'm going to be that guy. Give, give me a couple minutes. Okay. All right. I won't do it then. So do I just, it. No, do it. Do it. You want me to, you want me to, okay. Yeah. I, I've got an issue. I just take issue with like, this is a big deal for them. But instead of being just happy for them, mm-hmm. it turns into a WWE thing. Yes. So, like, we can't just allow these guys to, to, to bask in their success without taking a giant dump on the WWE. And I'm not trying to – this is not to, not to like, devalue what Cody and them have done because this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't really compare the two. It's apples and oranges you because – because, even if you can or you can't, yeah. you shouldn't. Well, there, I mean, even if you can, but you can't. Yeah. Because WWE's biggest shows, WrestleMania and the like, are going to sell way more than 10,000. They did 100,000 two years ago. I mean, and I'm not, but that, once again, I'm not trying to devalue what WWE or what, you know, what these guys did. It's a major accomplishment because it's three guys doing it on their own. Yes. You know, with, with their own money. And that's my problem. I feel like we do them a disservice by comparing, by trying to turn this into a WWE versus Cody Rhodes or WWE whatever. You know what I mean? Let me like, ask you this. Do you yeah. think that they did any job of egging that on? To some degree. I think, okay, I'll say this. The the press conference mm-hmm. where there was the whole like anti-WWE theme going on, I guess. I don't know if that was the fans or if it was well, okay, specific so, guys. Hold on, hold on. First and foremost, let me, let me let me explain that to you so you can give so you can articulate your opinion factually. Yeah. The show started and the lady who was hired to run the press conference made Vince jokes, talking things like saying things like, "Well, I know Vince isn't watching because he doesn't know how to run the internet and stuff like that." Ah. Okay. And then the crowd started chanting. I don't know if it was directly after that or a little bit after that, but it it's towards the beginning of the show. Started chanting, "Fuck Vince." Okay. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know that necessarily, like, if this lady was on a script or how that works or if she was going off the cuff or what she was doing. There's a lot of fine details there that we don't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. But I have I have mentioned this before. It's easy to try and sell people on an idea if you can do it against the WWE umbrella. Like you said, because there's a lot of people out there who are all about that. Like, oh yeah, you know, this is what, this is what, to some degree, I think they do it because two reasons. Some people want to see WWE fail. Mm-hmm. Mostly Vince, not the guys working for WWE. There's a lot of guys in WWE that I think it all it it, it all runs in the same right. It does, right. but I don't think they like they're not. It's not like haha. If they fail, AJ Styles fails. Ha ha. Like, they don't think of it that way. They just think of it as a WWE but, fails. But that's how it is. Well, that's what it would fails, be. AJ Styles fails. That's right. factual. So, that with that being said, but there's the other people that want to see these guys succeed. 
for the idea of a potential another competitive group, something that can push them a little bit harder, you know, and because competition is a good thing to, to some people, you know, when it comes to like WWF, WWE had a fire lit under their ass back during the attitude era because WCW was pushing them so hard. That was, they had to overcome. It wasn't, there was a real, they were getting their ass kicked for a while. They were almost out. Yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, luckily WCW did some dumb shit there to fuck it up. And not only that, but was hemorrhaging money. But besides all that, like, so there's reasons for doing what you're doing and trying to sell it on the whole. Well, what's good for them is good for us as a whole, because it will make WWE potentially say, take notice. Right. But if you're going as far to do this whole fuck WWE thing, like give me a fucking break. Like (laughs) I don't, I just, as a wrestling fan, as a fan of wrestling, as a fan of Cody Rhodes and to a lesser extent, the young bucks or whatever, and to a lesser extent, the young bucks, I just want to see those guys do well for themselves. It doesn't, I don't care that they're in WWE. It doesn't matter to me. Like just, I mean, the more, uh, the more people that are happy, the better but not at the expense of others. Like, I'm just not, that's not something that I subscribe to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and just for, just to be completely factual again, there is a third group of people who aren't fuck WWE or just want to see the Bucks and Cody succeed. A third group of people is people that are disenamored with WWE and want to see just a good indie show. And there are, sure. like, like my good friend Kyle Morris is one of those guys. Like, he's right. not anti-WWE. He's in that middle where he just he likes indie wrestling, wants to see a really good indie show, and what this represents is really big for indie wrestling. So right, that, there's that, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's out there. But um, you really you really jumped on my point before I got a chance to jump on it. But <laughs> go ahead. So uh, you kind of kind of made my point for me, but I uh, I kind of want to want to jump on that a bit. You uh. The problem for me is that this started off as something really pure, a really pure idea for the fans, right? That's what it started off as. But it's turned into uh, something that is being put against WWE as kind of the anti-WWE show. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. And that's, that's that's the problem I have with it. Everything that is not WWE does not have to exist solely to be the antithesis of WWE. Right. So just because it's another company or another show doesn't mean that the sole purpose of it is to is to attack, is to compete with, or is to exist solely in opposite of WWE. You can sure. exist on your own plane. Absolutely. And I don't think fans understand that or accept that. So when All In was just a regular show that was going to be a big a big thing for indie wrestling, I was, pardon the pun, All In. Sure. But now it's turned into something much bigger than that, something much more, I don't want to say controversial, but something much more nuanced than that, and I can't fully support anymore. I support those guys by doing what they wanted to do and the point they wanted to make and you know, and accomplishing something that nobody else has accomplished since WCW died, other than right. WWE. And I, I completely, from the bottom of my soul, am happy for them and support them in that endeavor. But everything else around it, I can't support. Let's talk. Let's let's move away from that and talk about one of my major 
issues with this with the show, right? Okay. So at the press conference, first and foremost, I have a problem with Japan when they do this. This bothers me personally. First and foremost, um, and I understand WWE does it, right? But WWE has built up a brand where the brand is a superstar. Right. Right? And people listening are going to say, I'm going to be hypocritical. I don't care. New Japan, New Japan notoriously sells tickets for shows, and nobody knows what the card is. Right? Correct. Yeah. They do that, right? Yeah. I realize WWE does that too, but they always, always uh, advertise something for the show. If it's a dark match or what, and they'll say cards have to change. So even if you don't get it, at least they advertised it, right? New Japan doesn't do anything like that. All in tickets went off went out with only one match announced. You know what that match was? No, I don't actually. Cody versus the NWA World's Champion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you mention it, yeah. Now, now, no disrespect to Magnus, Nick Aldis, no disrespect to Billy Corgan, who I truly, genuinely respect. Nobody gives a fuck about the NWA. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I'm, I, and like, at, at first, we used to say this stuff to mess with Caleb. As a joke, but I could, I'm 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 serious as a heart attack. I'm, I put this on my grandfather's grave. I mean, it's from the bottom of my soul. Nobody gives a fuck about the NWA right now, and maybe they will in a few years. But they're doing they're doing exactly the right thing. They're taking it slow. They're building it back up, but nobody cares about it right now. So it feels like to me, and I hate to be controversial and sound mean because I'm not trying to, but it feels like Cody's just trying to relive his dad's footsteps by getting the NWA championship. And that is a disservice to him and what this show could be. Because Cody is one of the biggest stars, not in the WWE right now, in the world. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Flip Gordon is out there to wrestle. Okada's out there to wrestle. Rey Mysterio's going to be on the show. He's out there to wrestle. Kenny Omega's out there. All these major matchups that you could possibly have. And you scheduled to wrestle Magnus? <laughs> for a title nobody cares about? Right. It, it it's just it's it's to me it's low key insulting. Did well, you just, I'm not. You're just self serving yeah. yourself. If this is supposed to be for the fans, you're supposed to put the best matches on possible. That's what I thought. But th- now it just feels like this is you wanting to relive your dad's your dad's footsteps. You you made your own Starcade. Your fan your 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 fan service show the day the day before is called Starcast. Like. You know what I mean? Like at some point, Cody, you got to move on, bro, and be your own man. Yeah, I um, I actually, I don't want to. Just me, I'm a little bit different on this. I agree with you in principle, in theory, I guess. Like, I don't want to jump too much on Cody and whatever he has with his dad and all that stuff. That's that's not something I'm gonna do. But I will say this: I do think you're right in the respect that he damn sure could have chosen a better match. Um, personally, I thought Cody and Flip Gordon was the match to have. I guarantee, yeah. I mean, because they've been building around Flip getting booked or not getting booked. And Flip, who I've told you, who I said before, I made it made a fan of me over WrestleMania weekend when I wasn't, I'm not a huge indie wrestling guy to begin with, but all his little eccentric bullshit about, you know, milk first and flat earth and all that stuff. It cracks me up. And he, and people like the guy genuinely like flip. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
the whole concept they've built so much around not booking him for this show. Mm-hmm. And Cody himself has promoted that whole, like, should I book flip? Should I not book flip thing? And it just felt like that was the right match. And even if it wasn't with all the animosity that has been going on in the bullet club in terms of kayfabe, mm-hmm. you feel like if you weren't going to go that route, you would go that route. You might drop, drop down to that at least, but you're kind of going down to the NWA world's heavyweight championship, uh, the 10 pounds of gold, whatever the fuck. Um, so it is weird. It's, and, and you might be onto something with, and I think you probably are onto something with him and his dad. And if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants. I'm far be it for me to tell someone what they should do when it comes to their, sure. with their family and whatever. But I but get don't your say point. it's for the fans. Right. Don't no, no. say it's for the fans. I, I get your point with that. And I think if they are going to build this card and they're doing it this way, it's a disappointment for in terms of what Cody will be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's even worse. I guess it's it's bad because he's the, the, the main catalyst behind this, him and the Young Bucks. So they better have some great shit planned for the rest of that card because yeah. otherwise it's going to feel like a complete letdown that they went that route. So I do – I'm with you on that. I'm with you. And, you know, I don't I, – I realize that that sounds a bit mean-spirited and it's not, I don't mean to sound that. And I far be it for me to ever tell a man that he shouldn't honor his father the way he wants to honor his father. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is Cody is a tremendous wrestler. Yeah. More importantly, Cody has shown himself to be a tremendous character and more than that, a tremendous businessman. Right. I feel personally that he's doing a disservice by trying to relive what his father did instead of doing what he what 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 he would want to do. And those two might line up. They have for the majority of what he's done since he left WWE. But then you run into situations like this where you could really give the fans the best show possible, but you booked yourself against a guy who I guarantee you the majority of the wrestling world doesn't even know still wrestles. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and this is no this is Nick Aldis because he's good, right? Right. But if if I wouldn't have mentioned to you that he was NWA champion, would you know he was the NWA, NWA champion? Probably not. I, I will say, like, if they're just trying to play to the crowd they're going to have, like, I don't know. Maybe the crowd that they're going to have is more in tune with that stuff than I well, am. So that's the bigger problem. And by the way, before I say that, I think the NWA and Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana absolutely should have the, t- the title on the show. I just don't sure. think Cody should be wrestling for it. Okay. But that the bigger problem is this. I, I hate the duality of things, right? Like, I'm... You know me better than anybody. I'm extremely consistent. This is in life. This is in politics. This is in entertainment and the world. I'm consistent. Either you're going to do it all the same and you accept everything the same or or you don't. I just don't understand the difference. It just doesn't. It just bothers me. So the same indie diehard IWC fans, Smarks, who hate on WWE fans for supporting them regardless are the same ones who, if they booked, if if Cody booked O.J. Simpson versus Bill Cosby, would cheer it because it's on All In on that show, and that and that annoys the fuck out of me because 
it's okay. It's open season. It's okay to criticize everything WWE does. But anytime you criticize anything else, no. I criticize the fact that Naito should have been world champ in, in Okada, has held the belt for two years, and everybody tells me, just give it time. <laughs> right? But sure. AJ Styles and Nakamura have very clearly been building to a, a crescendo at Money in the Bank. I'm sick of that. I'm tired of that. Y'all to wrestle too much. Three times. Four times now, as of last night. It just doesn't make sense. Be consistent. Right. Yeah, any you nothing okay, nothing to say. Good. All right. <laughs> no, I, I mean you're right. I don't disagree. <laughs> I, there's just no, there's not much. I mean, this is this is something where you and I have definitely like gone around about, and it always kind of comes back to that because it's like a systemic issue that just has never gone away, no matter across whatever show, whatever company tries to go. I'm not saying they're trying to go toe to toe, but whichever company is trying to make a push, this is kind of how it goes. You know what I mean? So I agree with you. It's hard for me to. It's hard for me to say. I don't have much to say, as as our old buddy Caleb might say. I don't have much to add. <laughs> I I will say something positive though. Yeah. The only way I can get behind the Cody NWA deal is if some kind of way Flip wins the NWA championship, and that's his way in to all in. Like because beforehand, beforehand. It was announced, okay. yeah, beforehand, because it was announced that the NWA title will be defended. They never said Nick Aldis's name in particular. Um. So but, with that being said, with that being said, and I think that's a good, I'm glad that you said it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that's gives us the opportunity to be consistent how we are with WWE and see if that'll play out. Right. Cause we've got till September. Oh no. So, I wouldn't yeah. to see. Yeah. So we can, but right now, we can say, now. No, no, we can, we can give it, give it some hell, but yeah. for sure on the record, I agree with that. That would be great. Actually. That would be very well done if they did something like that. So we'll just have to see. But so, it's, it's it's really hard when you're not the established juggernaut that WWE is. Right. To sell tickets to a show that big and there's no card. Right. It's hard. And forgive me for saying it. They have to do I, it quickly. Yeah. And I don't think I'm a WWE bot, as some people would say, for saying that. I don't think. Maybe I am. Right. I don't think that that's WWE centric. It's it's no different than saying that NFL 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 season tickets or tickets get sold. You don't know who the quarterback is gonna be in your team. You don't know who the starter is gonna be, but you still go buy the tickets. Sure. But it might be different if you were to go try to buy tickets to the AFL. You might want to know who's playing. Absolutely. I right? mean, this is a perfect example because, like, if you consider. Uh, I know we're going a little bit long on this topic, but this is a good example because if you if you consider, um, for instance, minor league baseball, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of guys in the MLBs get injured, whatever. They go down to the minors for a little while. Mm-hmm. And if, if in the same analogy you want to say that these indie guys are minor leagues, and I understand that it will ruffle some feathers. It's true, though. But, for instance, I've gone to – Couple minor league games. I went when Yasiel Puig got demoted down from the Dodgers. He went to go play for the Oklahoma City Dodgers. I was living in Oklahoma City at the time, so I wanted to go see Yasiel Puig play because he was going to be doing his stint in Oklahoma City because that's where he was playing for. 
I wouldn't go watch them otherwise unless I was bored. Like, I ain't got nothing else to do, so I'm going right. to go pay 10 bucks and go watch Oklahoma City Dodgers play a minor league baseball game. But with Yasiel Puig being there, it's like, okay, now, you know, so you, because you, like you said, you know, you know who's going to be there. You're going there knowing what to, you have in it, you know what's going to be presented to you. And in this case, like you said, we don't know. So it's a good point. It's a real good point. I'm glad you brought it up. It's a good. And yeah. there are diehard wrestling fans who will watch any wrestling that's. Sure. It's a, and, and let's let's make this let's make this uh let's say this out loud. There's a difference between saying I'll watch any wrestling and paying to watch any wrestling. Right. That's and this is the only the, my my question is because the tickets are sold, right? Mm-hmm. So we know they've sold the house. Yes. Supposedly, supposedly right? We, we yes. assume. But surely they don't. They're not just leaving. They're not just wanting this to be okay. The ten thousand people who bought this are the only ones who get to see it. I would imagine they're wanting other people to have access to this, whether it be that. Huh? I would disagree with that. Well, see, if that's the case, then I don't. Then I guess it doesn't matter what the card is because they got their ten thousand tickets, right? But if they want other people to see it, then I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, when you want that, it's more revenue stream if you could get someone to pick it up, right? Well, that's a good point. But so let me let me retort. I would lose tremendous respect for these guys if after all this time, year and a half of planning, after all this time, now you decide to say we're going to sell, we're going to put it on pay-per-view or iPay-per-view or video on demand or whatever. Or, or because the whole point about this was they had the opportunity to sell pay-per-view at the beginning. They didn't want to because they wanted to keep it. They wanted to keep it self-funded and prove that they could do it. Right. They had offers for sponsorships. They didn't want to do it because they wanted to keep it self-funded and make it a special thing. So if you do that now, you're just doing it for the money. Right. Well, that's, so that's fair. The case. You could have been did it for the money. Yeah. Right. You could have had the money in your pocket before you sold the tickets. Well, I know that, but it kind of hurts the argument of like, well, hard to sell tickets if you don't have a card because they did it. Without the card, you know what I mean. So unless, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I, but I, so okay. So yes, I concede that point. You're right that it's irrelevant that they've sold the tickets now. But I still personally have a problem as a wrestling fan because this card will be held. Okay, change that. It should be held to to one some of the highest scrutiny a card's ever been held to. Should be, and I say that because. To, to many people, this represents change. To many people, this represents true competition, right? Uh, so if that's the case, then the card should be rock solid. Interest should drum it up. And maybe that interest might lead to a pay-per-view or something. I don't know. I don't want there to be because I want them to stick to their guns. But I, I, I just, you know, I just the card matters to me, you know? Maybe I'm wrong, but I've I've spent all my life thinking that the card matters. I've had to, for the last few four or five years had to hear about how WWE cards suck. I just it matters, you know. No, that's fair. I get. I mean, if we can criticize WWE's card, then by God, we can criticize anybody else's, and that's, that's the problem. Insane. We can, according to a group of people. Well, I understand. I'm still going to. So, <laughs> you um, know. So we got we have to move on. Yeah, we go we go from one elephant to maybe another. You say elephant, man. It's like a it's like a damn sperm whale. 
<laughs> uh, no pun intended. Oh wow! Wow, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, we wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about the things that nobody else wants to talk about, and the controversial subjects of wrestling today. Eric Arndt, otherwise known as Enzo Amore, uh, has been. I'm not even gonna say cleared of all charges because he was never charged. Charges have not have officially not been filed according to the Phoenix Police Department, Phoenix PD. Um, so there's a, a bevy of questions, and what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna play, uh, we're not we're not gonna play, you know, uh, gossip with people's sexual lives. That's not what we do. We're not gonna right. do that. But it's still a relevant situation because it still affects wrestling very strongly, actually. Um, but for those of you who don't know the situation I'm talking about, Enzo Amore, about a year ago, last February, I think it was, was accused of sexual assault on a lady, Philomena Sheehan, I believe is her name. Um, and uh, he was subsequently, it was the day of Raw 25, actually. He was subsequently subsequently suspended. The next day, he was fired, stripped of the Cruiserweight Championship, which is what actually led to the Cruiserweight title uh, tournament. Um, and we hadn't heard anything from Enzo other than before today, other than a uh, a statement from his lawyer saying that he was innocent and he wasn't going to say anything else until that point, and he was confident that his innocence would be proven. Well, so we all know. For those of you who don't who don't live in America, it's innocent until proven guilty. But the truth is, is that legal doesn't always mean right. It's a big difference between those two statements. Well, you can so, be guilty in the court of public opinion. Yeah, that's where anything happens. But but I say legal doesn't mean right because because just because he wasn't charged doesn't mean he didn't do it. Right. So that's, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like this is proven his innocence per se. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to get into that because we don't know what happened that night. But the fact that there was no sufficient evidence, and if you followed the story, you know that the young lady has a bevy of issues. I don't want to go deep into it because it's been talked about enough. Right. That would lead a person who doesn't know, who, who wasn't there, and is just making an opinion to believe he didn't do it. But there's, you know, we don't know. The relevance of what we want to talk about is two things. Number one, uh, how it affects wrestling because Enzo was fired. Yeah. And, uh, and if we, if he, so the reason that we were given that he was fired is because uh, we were told that he knew about it months ahead and didn't tell WWE. And when they found out, they were blindsided and they fired him for not announcing not telling them right he might have been able to save his job had he told him he comes out in his statement today by through his lawyer saying that he found out the same day we all found out okay i don't know what's true right right but if we assume that that's true or just to have that conversation then he was actually fired for no reason sure right at least no and you pointed out to me before the before the uh show which is something i knew i just wasn't thinking about that you know, anybody has the right to be terminated. Right. We, yeah. Well, you know, going on that, because I want to say one thing, 
before you continue. Because yeah. I don't I don't want to like I don't want to sit here and defend anybody because I'm just I just this whole situation is very uh, it's very touchy and I know we don't we don't like to back down on stuff. So I'm just gonna say this lawyers in his statement the lawyers said this that and the other said Enzo found out when we found out we also have to remember to be fair mm-hmm. his lawyer is working for Enzo so yes. he you know he is. I'm going to say obligated, but he's obligated to work for his client in this regard. So he is going to say things to try and very rarely do you see lawyers come out and say, Psh, my client lied and he's full of shit and he's guilty and blah, 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 blah. Obviously sure. he's getting paid to do a job. So, and like you said, we don't know the truth. So that, that is another thing in a whole case that's been shrouded in mystery, really like what really happened. It's just another thing to kind of add on to that. And what you were saying is, you know, I kind of wanted to piggyback on because um, they're independent contractors, um, employment at will, you know, like an employer can pretty much get rid of you for anything. Uh, The thing about it is the manner, the reason in which they gave, if false, is different. Yes. Because... You could say, all right, well, we fired Enzo for a bevy of reasons. I mean, he was, you know, whatever you know about him in the locker room and all that stuff. If that's a reason they want to give, you know, that's fine. But they didn't give that as a reason. He did not have a good reputation, yes. So that's, you know, if they were looking for – they didn't have to look for a reason to fire him because they can fire him regardless. They let people go all the time, you know? Yeah, but the problem falls in that – if you're going to fire him for stuff that had nothing to do with the sexual assault case, then they could have been fired him, but he was the active champion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But I mean, that's the thing. Like if they were so desperate to get rid of him, he would, this is why I'm not, this is why I'm not sure that they were because if they were so desperate to get rid of him, he wouldn't have been the champ. Mm -hmm. And if they were so desperate to get rid of him, they could have just taken the belt off of him in any random show if they want to. Sure. Not to mention the day he was fired, he was set to have a major, storyline on raw 25 right so this is why i wonder about this and this is why i'm a little skeptical about the lawyer statement because i just don't know i mean far be it for me to say that wwe is beyond reproach here okay because they're not but it's just the whole a lot of it doesn't add up you know because they obviously regardless of what we knew about his backstage attitude or whatever the case may be they still believed enough in him, regardless of that fact, to make him a champion on one of their shows in major storyline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all that aside, and then all of a sudden one day it's gone. So it makes you wonder who's really telling the truth here. And I don't know. Yeah. And it, But it sets a bad precedent if it comes out to, to find out that, you know, Enzo's telling the truth, especially on I didn't know till they knew, right? So everyone else knew or whatever. So it's very – because, I mean, WWE could have said, okay, Enzo just found out and we just found out. They still could have fired him if they wanted to. No, so you know? absolutely right. They could fire him for whatever they want. It's just it – And that's the weird shit. thing about it. Like, so, But to say that they were blindsided, like Enzo knew about it all along kind of thing, it's weird. It's very – like I said, a lot of it doesn't add up. So it's hard to, like, put it – piece it together, I guess, so to speak. So to add to it – um. Uh, and I don't know. Just, I'm just trying to report facts here. Uh, 
there was uh, a sexual assault um, case or whatever you want to call it called in from the hospital about a night or two after it happened, after the incident happened. And it was and it was report that address that it supposedly happened was reported. So, you know, it could be coincidence. It's probably not. But so there is there is a chance and some evidence showing that a case was started. Right. Right. So and if his name was dropped in that case, then I sincerely doubt the law didn't inform him. So it, you, you're absolutely right when, when there's a lot of speculation involved in this whole situation. I don't want to pick and choose, but I do. It is a very dangerous precedent when you fire people based on speculation. No, yeah. I mean, you know? I completely agree. Yeah. And, and it's it's you're, you're married. You have two daughters. I have two daughters. So, you know, and we don't have to pre, we don't even have to preface it with that. Just being human beings. You don't right. want to disrespect or not show respect to a person in this situation, a woman who is claiming sexual assault or domestic violence or any of any of the sort, right? Yeah. You don't want to not believe somebody when they say something. But it's a dangerous precedent when, especially with, when it's a celebrity involved who is, I don't want to even say, use the word adored, but who is followed by thousands if not millions of people who they don't know right it's a dangerous precedent to set um when somebody could just make a claim online I'm not saying this is this is necessarily the case but right and that person is reprimanded on their job without probable cause without proof without any anything other than someone said that public court of public opinion as you mentioned earlier Right. Um, yeah. But I guess the question now that's going around, and this is just part one. The second part, of course, is the is the fans and people jumping on it and com- being completely and a hundred percent positive that Enzo did it, attacking him, and you know, <clears throat> or even the other way, being completely positive that the lady was lying, but just jumping to a conclusion. And then when something when facts come out otherwise, nobody wants to say anything. That we don't yeah. have to talk about that. That just personally pisses me off. Yeah, you know? no, I mean I'm with you. And you know, when we discussed this before, when we did uh the SMC with Caleb, we, we had this discussion. I don't think actually Caleb may not have been on this episode with us. No, he wasn't not this one, no. But we discussed this that it was very we needed to be very careful in how we approached this entire situation because this isn't it's a sensitive issue and people are so quick and this is, this is the way of the world now. And it's a little unfortunate, obviously, but people are so quick now to just kind of, they make their mind up on something without knowing any or all of the information. And then that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's one thing to do it when it comes to wrestling, which is the, the crux of what where this podcast is about when you and I would talk about wrestling and we give the fans a hard time. And you know what I mean? About, Oh, y'all speaking absolutes about mm-hmm. Rock Roman Reigns is a shitty this and that and the other, right? Yeah. And that's just a fact. It's one thing when we do that, okay? And we can goof and we can give them a hard time. We can get serious, whatever, about that kind of thing. And that's one thing. But this is completely different. 
So, yeah, yeah, we're talking about livelihoods of human beings here. We're not talking about scripted storyline. So we discussed this, that we have to be very careful when we talk about these issues, because even if we feel a certain way about something in our own minds, we do know there's two ways about all this stuff. There's always, there's two parties involved here. This isn't, Okay, well, she said this, so this is fact, or he said this, so this is fact. Like, I like Enzo Amore, the wrestler, so I'm going to defend him regardless. Or sure. I hate Enzo Amore, so I'm going to just go ahead and just come out there and trash him because this has to be true. And that's – it's a real problem. And it's not – you know, the thing is, man, part of the reason why I'm so sensitive about this is <clears throat> I'll never name anybody personally. I'm never going to do something like that. But I have friends of my own. Mm-hmm who today, today, when this news came out, sent me a text message in a group message where it's very echo chamberish, except me. I'm like the, the outcast who like uses logic. But and I hate to say that, but it's reality. Um, yeah, it's true. He, he says Enzo got cleared of the charges or, you know, Enzo got cleared today. Big shocker. And I'm like, really? Like to me, that insinuates that of course she was lying kind of thing. And that, pisses me off because it's a bad it's a bad way to look at the world because when you say things like of course she was lying or you imply that of course she lied you know you're implying that that's what women are going to do naturally in general and that pisses me off as someone who is married as someone who has two kids that are both girls like yeah that's just not fair it's not fair and it's not fair because yes there will be people out there who lie about this kind of thing. But, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. The majority of them don't. I mean, this just, is true. I mean, it's just, and it's unfortunate because it makes it harder for those people to come forward that are telling the truth. And a bigger, and, and to, to piggyback, the majority of people who actually come forward and say something don't get their case heard. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is even bigger. This is This is one of the most. I can't even think of the right word for it, but layer wouldn't even do it justice because there's the layer of you should always believe a person who says they've been sexually assaulted when they say they've been sexually assaulted. There's no reason not to believe them. Then two, then there's another person involved who has earned by right of what the law says, the right to be proven guilty. He's his yeah. innocence has he's he has his innocence. The guilt has to be proven, not the other way around. Right. right, absolutely. Then there's yes. the third part that says that both people deserve uh, their day, but well, if we have to prove facts, well, then when you prove facts, that means you got to go through the woman's sexual history, you got to go through, the, and it's just so screwed up all together, right? And in this particular situation, for the woman involved, you know, I feel bad for her because her life was not straight is not straight she's still here i'm not trying to you know but you know she's very publicly dealt with major issues and been uh hospitalized for mental issues and drug issues it's a whole bevy of things which complicates situation even more now because when it's a legal situation credibility is important right but should credibility should credibility be important well of course it should but then Nobody should – if someone says they've been sexually – it's just so – and then who would lie about that? That's an even bigger thing. Yeah. 
and it happens. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It's it's a very it affects everyone. Yeah, like anyone that's involved in these kind of situations, it affects the victim. Mm-hmm. It affects the victim who isn't actually a victim if they're lying. It affects mm-hmm. the criminal. It affects the criminal who isn't a criminal. You know what I mean? Like it it, it goes. It affects jobs and all families, kinds of shit. friends. Yeah, yeah, families, friends. I mean, you name it. And so. I'm glad we talked about it as much as, you know, before we started the show, I was kind of like hesitant about it for a variety of reasons, but it goes back to the, to the main point. Like this, this is serious stuff. And, you know, we just got to try and be better when it comes to this thing. I think, you know, as you said before, you know, it sets a bad precedent in terms of the wrestling business. If, if companies are potentially firing people without just, you know what I mean? Without cause, uh, yeah. As, as just as as matter of factly as that, without cause. We talked about last episode domestic violence. Moose, yeah. Moose's nickname is Mr. Impact Wrestling. He has a very violent domestic history, domestic violence history on his record. So, and I'm not saying he's a bad person because I don't think he is. Everything we've seen has shown he's a good dude. People make mistakes, do stupid things. Right. But you know, so. Should that hold him back from employment? Well, hey, I mean, is... you can even go to the Rich Swan thing. Yeah. I mean, he – something comes out about him. He gets let go or mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. However you want to put yeah, However they want to word this. Yes. But you know what I mean. I mean, there's – there's. He's not working for WWE no more, yes. But he's he just signed Impact. Right. But see, the and thing his is – his wife. Though, he got Impact, by the way. Yeah. Well, they he got cleared, right, of his deal. So it's it's very like, ugh. Yeah, but the, but then also his deal. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy to put levels on things, especially in right. situations like that. But I think there's a tremendous difference between what somebody like Greg Hardy was 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 accosted for, and Rich Swan getting in an argument by his wife about a wrestling match, her jumping out, and him trying to put her back in the car. Like, right. I understand that that is some form of entrapment, absolutely. But in a marriage, you're married. In a relationship, like fights happen, so I don't take that personally. And if this is my ignorance, I apologize sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I sin- sincerely do, but I don't look at that as him just attacking her and trying to. I look at it as an argument of we out here in the streets. Get in the car. Let's right. not argue like this in outside in the street. Get in the car. Well, there, and I, I mean, could be wrong. People, like I, I'm very openly admitting I could be dead wrong. Right. Well, I mean people. We're all raised differently, you know, and there's a lot, there's a lot of culture differences in these instances. And so there are certain things that happen and we as a society, we're trying to get everyone on the same page and it's very hard, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's, there's the, the phrase that goes around of social justice warriors that people like to give them a hard time, Mm -hmm. you know, these days because they're trying to get justice for everything, but really they're just trying to get people on the same page. Like to me, that's, that's what they're doing. Like, trying to get everyone to kind of understand like we should talk about this. And is there a way to, for us to understand what is and what isn't the right way to approach things? So the rich swan thing is one thing, right? That's, that's one thing. And then court of public opinion, you know, judging people before all the facts come out, that's another thing. And there's a lot of back and forth on these things. So, and it, you know, it just become, that's why it's such a sensitive issue. And I think it's important to have these discussions and hear all sides. And if you're listening out there, I hope that the people that are listening will be willing 
to give us feedback or talk to us about how you feel because the best way to fix a lot of this stuff it will yeah. never be fully fixed yeah is to discuss it yeah you know absolutely. help us learn we you know if we're something we're saying that you don't feel is appropriate or right talk to us you know we're not the kind of people who are dead set on how we are and this is the way it's going to be very or open. are we saying anything maliciously exactly so i would hope that you know as we move on from this here i, I would just hope that people that are listening understand that you know we want to listen if we if you feel like we've said something that doesn't fit your worldview let's talk about it i'm always down to talk about stuff so well, anyway, that's that, all I'm going to say about that, at least. Last question before I move on from Enzo. Yeah. Would you be offended or upset if he started wrestling again for another company, even WWE? Would I be offended or upset if he wrestled for another company? Or even WWE, just wrestled again in general. <sighs> because all, because all, by all accounts, he's not going to wrestle anymore. Which I can kind of understand because I'm sure he has a bad taste in his mouth by the industry. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, if I'm one of the, I'm a second chance person, but some things are tough. I don't know that I would be offended. I mean, if it's not WWE, if he wrestled, if he went to like impact or whatever, I mean, they signed moose and people seem to have big, seem to be cool with moose these days, mm -hmm. you know? So second chances are granted in this life. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think it would take time. I don't, I don't immediately. I would be a little off put probably. I think, just jump on it because everything, oh, it's clear. Jump on it. Like, to me, that's a little off-putting sometimes um, just to try and get a quick buck. You know, it feels that's what it feels like sometimes. Like, oh, he's, he's cleared now and he's available, so let's – and he's still in the headlines, so let's sweep him in. But especially with WWE, it would take time, I think. But for other companies, you know, I mean, Rich Swan signed and it doesn't bother me that much. You know, just do what you got to do, I guess. But Yeah, but everybody's different. I'm sure there's people out there who are, who take – I know my, uh, my for example, my uh, I had an argument years ago. Uh, you know, a Baltimore Ravens fan, and the Ray Rice situation happened. And right. Of course, I didn't stick up for him and what he did, but I did try to say that while he should do every, while he should be punished by every account of the law and and whatever comes to him because of that is what he's earned. We shouldn't think that he's just a serial abuser because if you look at everything that every metric of what he's gone through in his life, he's been a tremendously stand up citizen. And right. for all we know, he could have been beating the hell out of her. And, but we don't know that. Right. Sure. Uh, but and so my sister, uh, you know, of course, she took a, she has a hard lot. She had a hard line stance on it. But then it was flipped when I talked about Solange beating up Jay-Z. And she was like, well, that's no big deal. Right. Come on. Well, I mean, I went through the same thing a little bit recently with Ezekiel Elliott as a Cowboys fan, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is like, like we said, this is a sensitive issue and we just got to be, we have to be better when we discuss it. You know, not, not that we, you and I are perfect by any means, but we just, we got to be, stop being so quick to just throw people to the fire. Like it's, you know, everyone gets yeah. their day. And you're gonna look really bad if you if you know you look really bad when you say shit and then it comes, comes out you way. were completely wrong yeah so and you don't have the same energy yeah yeah so so uh let's move on to something uh much 
actually, it was, this is a big deal, actually. So this is probably the major reason we call this the business edition, the business episode, rather. So, uh, of course, it's not signed. Of course, it's not official, official yet. But we have been waiting to hear a number because we all know WWE's TV rights are coming up. Yeah. Um, I think it's they're up quarter four next year. But they're still, you know, of course you do. That's a big, big enough deal to start selling early. Well, you know, yeah. they, they work for NBC now. Um, they have the rights, the rights to uh, Ross, Magdown, and um, the reality shows are to NBC. USA owns NBC owns USA. NBC owns uh, the E Network. So, uh, a young man work, who works for the The Hollywood Reporter uh, announced today that that there is a number and uh, the possibility that Raw and SmackDown will be bidded on separately. So, as the story goes, according to him, uh, NBC, uh, NBC Universal, which is the actual parent company, wants to buy Raw. But they're in the in the and the um and the uh reality shows. But the bid is gonna be so high, which is three times more <laughs> than their current deal, that they're willing to let SmackDown go. So first and foremost, that's essentially almost five hundred million dollars just for Raw and total Bellas or total Divas. So first and foremost, all y'all complaining that rest that WWE sucks? They got $500 million for one show. <laughs> okay? So, I'm just saying, like, get it out your head. Creatively good doesn't necessarily mean cre- uh, cre- creative creative and successful are two different things. Sure. Right? You can say you don't like the product of what they're putting out, but that doesn't mean the company sucks. Well, liking the product is completely subjective. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's, you know, you might hate it and I might love it. And if more people love it than hate it, just because you can yell about it on the internet doesn't mean that you're the one making cutting the checks. So, (laughs) and they getting some fat checks and on top of that. So the cool thing about them, not them being willing and probably not going to be on SmackDown is not SmackDown can essentially possibly go to another network. Fox, for example, wants, wants to deal with them or, they could take a chance and stream it and and really jump in full board into the streaming world with one of their major shows. Because if they're making five hundred million from Raw, SmackDown, they could do they could put SmackDown on the network, they could put SmackDown on ESPN Plus, they could put SmackDown on Facebook, on Amazon Prime. There's a million things they could do on YouTube. There's a million things they could do with SmackDown now and kind of take chances with it, if you will. But if you remember on this exact show weeks ago, I told you I had a, um, I told you I had a theory, and my theory was that WWE stacked SmackDown the way it did because if Fox got the deal, they would be put on SmackDown would be put on Fox Sports One. Nobody right. watches that channel. So they were trying to build the brand up and give it brand recognition to where people would go follow it because they want to see Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles or Shizuka Nakamura or whatever it is, right? 
well that's very true and exactly the same it's it's just as true as if they were to go to facebook or to the network sure. yeah right so imagine if you send them on the network put them on the network just hypothetically speaking and you raise the price you're not gonna pay extra five dollars does he smack that every week yeah i mean if you want to see daniel bryan right <laughs> if you want to see your boys yeah business sure. business what you thinking, man? You're you're the business. Well, you're, you're a finance major, but you're the business guy. Well, I I think first of all, because the number is supposedly so huge, that yeah, it kind of leaves SmackDown open to a ton of possibilities. Oh, okay, real quick, one more thing, real quick. Yeah. If there was any, if there was any question what the A show is, Raw got five hundred million dollars. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that. no, I'm with you, and you know that's that's the thing. And don't expect Raw to change the way they do things. Well, why would they when they made five hundred yeah. million dollars? That's what I'm saying. Like they're not they're not going to change the way they do things. They're going to be on the same network. Um, <clears throat> they're getting more money, so that whatever they're doing must be working. So don't expect big changes. So if you are an anti-Raw guy, you're probably going to stay that way. I'm just I mean just being factual, like because I don't foresee them taking their chances with raw when they can use SmackDown as that show. And like you said, you know, they got a stacked roster on SmackDown. You can do a lot of shit with all that money. You're making three times what you're making now. And that was with both shows before. So you have like, like you said, you can do so much more now with SmackDown and it doesn't hurt your bottom line. You know, they're able to basically say, okay, SmackDown, we're going to put the WWE title on big casts. And everybody will throw a damn fit, but ain't gonna matter. By the way, even more money than there were before. By the way, for those of y'all that think Vince ain't a genius, why do you think the Mixed Max Challenge came on after SmackDown? You asking me? Just in general. Sure, but you asked that question. Well, it's I think to, to experiment, you know. I mean, but to not only experiment. to experiment. Think of the day. On Tuesday night. Get when SmackDown comes on Tuesday. Yeah. Getting people used to watching wrestling on Facebook on Tuesday. Right. He was ahead of the game. He was already testing us. It's a way to, I mean, there's a way to do it. I mean, I, I'm not saying that, you know, if, if the right company decides to pick up SmackDown Live and offers them a good buku, you know, a good bucket of change, then they might say, okay, well, fuck Facebook. And then I don't know that, I mean, Facebook, no, right. I don't know if Facebook offers them money or whatever, but. It's not about Facebook in general. It's just about the fact that. It's open that bidding. He, it, down, yeah, you know? yeah, but but it's the fact that he was so ahead of the curve that he put another show just to test streaming, just to see what people would think of it. But he put it in the same situation that he might actually sell the show to be on for that night. Right. So like he's always he's so ahead, of, and I'm not gonna just put it on Vince, George Berrios, Michelle Wilson, and Triple H got a big part of this too. But look, the proof's in the money. But yeah, please continue. Well, no, I mean you're right because they've got a. It's not just Vince, but and it's not just it's a group of people. I mean, they've got a the people who run these companies typically have smart people running them. Typically, maybe not at like Enron, who knows no longer with us, but you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> they, I'm just saying, you yeah. Know, that, they, I mean, you want to get your best guys around you to come up with the ideas. I mean, it's not like we we like to say Vince is a genius, and Vince is a genius for a lot of different ways. He's a that doesn't genius. mean that doesn't mean that Vince literally sat around and was like, you know what? I know exactly what's going to happen. 
So do this, do this, do this, do this. No, I mean, if you don't think if you're, you're not a genius, if you don't listen to other people's ideas either. Absolutely. So there's a good chance that this is a collective effort. I would be almost hundred percent certain that it was. And it's paying dividends now, you know, like who knows what the actual number comes out to be on this. But the fact that they're getting so much money that even gives them the option to just say, fuck, SmackDown, open bidding. Who wants it? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even like, not that SmackDown doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter because they can just basically do whatever the hell they want with it at this point, can you which imagine? is probably going to piss a lot of people off. It does. Well, b- but because there's, so, it's, there's, there's a bunch of people that don't want WWE to succeed. As much people that can't equate the fact that they don't like what they're seeing on TV with the fact that WWE is the most profitable it's ever been by a large margin. So there's, 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 there's a people out there too. All the all the people out there. But can well, you imagine? You know, I hope Road Dog gets a big raise. <laughs> all this extra money that's coming in. He said it, not me. No, I'm uh, just saying. Can you imagine turning on Fox on Tuesday, like network TV Fox? Yeah. At seven o'clock and SmackDown's on. Boy, there's gonna be some pissy people about that. Well, I'm talking, not yeah. not so much about the fact that it's there, just the fact that it's like how wrong they were and whatever they think WWE is doing wrong that somehow continues to keep working. And, and because and, wrestling yeah. isn't for the isn't for us smarty pants. And I, I mean it is, but it's not like. Uh, Someone sees something we don't, you know. Something sees something that these people aren't seeing. I don't know who those people are. This is what it is. Wrestling's for everybody, right? Sure. At the end of the day, any company has to cater to the people who are spending money on their product. Fair? Absolutely fair, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Honest question. Do you own the WWE Network? What's that? Do you own the WWE Network? Was I on it? Do I do own it? Do you own? Do you subscribe to the WWE Network? Uh, yes, actually, I do have an account. Okay. I know for for a poor, and I'm not trying to call you out here. I'm just trying to echo my point. So forgive me if it feels like I'm calling you out. There was a portion. There was a, a good portion of the time you were watching my my account. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So many of us diehards who talk about it all day write columns about it, do podcasts about it, live the product, don't support it financially. Yeah, I got rid of Hulu in order to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and again, for the record, I don't care. That's fine with me. But it just echoes the point. There is a huge contention of people that are paying for this. Why cater to the people who are just loudest? No, I agree. And that's that's why you'll never hear me be the kind of person... To do that, because for a long time, that's, you know, I don't expect them to do anything if I'm not spending a bunch of money. Now, I'll say this. For a long time, I didn't have the network, but I did buy a lot of merch and stuff, you know, so there are other ways I go about supporting the product. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't expect anybody to cater to me because if I'm not the one giving them all my my hard-earned money, then fucking do whatever you want, you know? If I don't like it, well, it's not like I was paying them any money to begin with. So what do they care? I mean, money talks. That's just reality, you know? Well, it just goes to show you that, you know, people live in their own bubble, so to speak, when it comes to things. Like, I know 
prominent I know fans and not even prominent writers and podcasters, right? Wrestling personalities who truly in their soul don't understand and can't fathom the fact that people like Roman Reigns. Right. Or people who in the same vein, prominent wrestling personalities who don't understand why people can enjoy Jinder Mahal. Just don't understand. And that they're in their own bubble and this financial statement or proof has just shown that bubble's a lot bigger than you thought it was. Yeah. Well, the if, bubble if people mean agree with you, if people agree with that, with those thought processes, if people agree with the issues that that a lot of the complaints from the IWC or diehard fans, or internet fans have, they would not be this strong financially. It's just, it's a fact. Somebody watching, somebody buying, somebody supporting. Just because well, you. I mean, somebody else ain't doing it. Yeah, no. I mean, here's the thing: the, the people that are do that, that 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 do the whole okay, we can't accept gender, we can't accept Roman, whatever. And I'm not trying to get on those two guys. No, but no, like, no, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, but. yeah. But what I'm saying is, what they like to do is point to the ratings. But see, they don't bring the proper context because, as we've discussed ad nauseum yes. on this show, ratings are down everywhere except for on network television, like. ABC, NBC, CBS, like the main, you know what I mean? Or like the Super Bowl or... Well, network TV is still down too. What's not down is like Game of Thrones. Right. And like, and and sports. But even sports is significantly down. But I mean, even with Game of Thrones, I mean, it's coming to an end. So like, it has, it has a time frame. It's got a shelf life. And a lot of these right. shows have shelf life. So like, if people are really into them, the ratings are going to spike. But WWE doesn't necessarily have a shelf life because yeah. it's episodic and it's like episodic in the fact that it continues to go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. It's never actually ending. And if you miss never an actual Monday. end. So ratings don't really matter that much. And I know people hate to hear that. They hate it. But I'm sorry, you're not gonna you are not going to tell me to look at ratings as your argument when I'm gonna tell you look at the money. You follow well, the money. Like that you follow it. That's just what you do. To add to the ratings thing. Their ratings aren't what they used to be when they were in that today, right? Right. But they're still top three on television every night. Mm -hmm. So that I'm saying it follows the trend that ratings are just down in general. Yes, because if they were so bad and everything else was still so good, they'd be like 20. They're one, well, two, and three depending on the night. Well, the thing is you had to, back in the day, you had to watch it live or you miss it. Like, no now you don't have to do that because you, you just you don't because soon as the segments over on Raw SmackDown, it's on YouTube. Yeah. One thing people don't want, people and fans don't, a lot of fans don't respect social media, but that's how people that's how the world now in business can tell who cares about things. The more you talk about something on social media, the more it's trending, the more it's it's staying in the news cycle, and YouTube doesn't make WWE money. But it shows them who who's watching what. It's showing them, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, I just think it's it's astonishing to me. It's that that's five hundred million dollars for just Raw. That's and what in total Bellas. That's astonishing. It's an insane amount of money. For one show, and, yes. and, you, and you wonder why Vincent Mann's like, "Fuck it, let's bring the XFL back." 
You know, like he can because he can. And if it fails, it won't matter again. No, like it just it won't. Yeah, it's it's all out his money. Yeah. And for the record, I know people. People saw that the WWE was involved in some kind of way. They were only involved because of some type of uh, uh some type of um they they cut some type of deal with XFL, between XFL and WWE with like advertising or something like that or. Um, they own some type of namesake or copyright, something like that. But it's right. not like WWE is, is is throwing money into it as a company. The sure. shows wouldn't allow that. Um, but yeah, so uh, we only have one more thing to talk about on on the list, um, and that is the wonderful marquee matchup between one Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. I want you to take over because you texted me about this the second it happened. Because what? You texted me about it the second it came about. Yeah, I did. I told you. Well, because once again, it's another separation, right? Yes. Um, Ronda Rousey is the biggest star in the WWE as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Biggest name. Um, and it you may not like that fact. Whoever's listening, you may not like that fact. But, I mean, it's reality. Um. And she is going to be getting a title opportunity against Nia Jax at Money in the Bank. And there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not WWE should be pushing her to the title this quickly. So first of all, before I say anything, yes, we don't fucking know if she's going to win the title or not. No, we don't. So what's that? No, we don't. You're right. Uh, she may very well win, but it may be through may not mean she wins the championship. Um, and that's what gets on my nerves about some of this stuff is like uh, people that are just like, should they be pushing her to the title this quickly? Well, first of all, they haven't pushed her to the fucking title yet. When she's wearing the title, we can talk. But right now she's not wearing the title. So let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about her getting the match. Right. And I'll say this. It concerns me a little, but I understand why. It concerns me because as just as a fan, as much as I like Ronda, and this is where I go back, this is why I'm able to separate. Mm -hmm. So I like Ronda. I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey. And she's been impressive, but she did a live event. Uh, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if you've seen the footage or not. It was today, yeah. Today, yeah. There's some, and she looked really good, and she looked really good at WrestleMania. So she is, she looks like she has it figured out. In terms of that part of it. Um, So good for her. Um, I think what's going to put people off, if it puts people off, is going to be the lack of, it's that whole like lack of she hasn't earned it, so to speak, right? Which I Mm -hmm. kind of disagree with. But I can understand where they're coming from because as wrestling fans, especially when you're in that what people call smart fans or whatever, they they want to see things get there. They don't want to see people just immediately with the rocket, you know, which, well, once again, we'll go there. That's also another thing we could touch on where when it fits their narrative, they don't Yeah, want they want people to get the rocket when it's who they want it to get. But if it's not who right. they want it to get, then they want them to take forever. Yeah, absolutely. But it is I – like I, I would like to see how they – which is why I don't think Ronda's going to win the title, by the way. Because I th- I want to see how they get to where they're going with her. 
because they haven't done just a ton. They did, obviously, they when she got signed and they did all the stuff with Stefan Trips. That was a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. But since then, it's kind of been her friendship with Natty. Which is essentially a big deal, too. Yeah, and she's coming in and she's done her thing, but... And then you kind of move to Naya. So I would like to, I would have definitely liked to see her, her interactions with some other people. But the thing is, I get it because she's the baddest woman on the planet. You know, like you really, we really going to stick her in the ring with some of these, some of these people. I mean, yeah, Rhonda has been portrayed as a badass. She went in ring with Triple H and whooped up on his ass. Yeah. Okay. She has whooped up on everyone she's gotten in the ring with to this point. So I get it. I mean, I, I don't, as long as she doesn't Brock Lesnar us, it doesn't bother me that much in the grand scheme. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, I can see both. I really can see both sides to this. I don't want to just like dismiss people's concerns, but I would say not to get your feathers ruffled, so to speak, because the match hadn't even happened yet. You know, there's a lot of things they could do with this. Yeah. So, and she's not, she doesn't have to go in there and win every match she's in, by the way. I mean, if you, if, if a lot of people recall when Kurt Angle first got into the business, one of, before he signed one of his big deals, the reason why he didn't get immediately signed before he did was because he couldn't understand why he would lose. And then when he finally figured it out, like, Oh yeah, it's wrestling, right? Like, everyone has to lose at some point. So whatever they do with Ronda, like she doesn't have to, I'm not saying Nia is going to pin her one, two, three in the ring, but mm-hmm. she doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, the whole win loss thing, like just because she's Ronda doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to win the title. So let's chill on that. Once again, I think people are scared of the part-time thing, even though she's not signed as a part-timer. I think people are scared of that because of the precedent that's been set with Brock over the last few years. I think that's kind of the trepidation with most people and people just not wanting to see, you know, someone that hasn't been in the wrestling business come in and hog all the glory, but it doesn't bother me that much. So you jumped into it like way deeper than I wanted you to. <laughs> I want, I wanted you to kind of introduce the subject and then we talked about it, but you just you let me run with it. it. You said I did. Yeah. And okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> To for people who don't know the situation, at the NBC Upfronts, uh, which is essentially an advertising uh, meeting for NBC, uh, WWE was there, Steph, Triple H, uh, Charlotte, and Ronda and Nia were there, and they're being interviewed, and Nia walks up to Ronda and says, uh, "Hey, so uh, you know, I'll, you think you could, you think you could be this?" She holds up the championship. And Ronda's like, what, what do you mean? She was like, I'll, I'm challenging you to a match. And Ronda's right. like, no, 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 we can't do that. I, I don't deserve that. There's plenty of people before, other than me who deserve that shot. She's like, okay, it's cool, but I'm challenging you. In the background, Charlotte's like, take it, do it, do it. And Ronda's like, okay. So first and foremost, I wanted you to bring that up because I wanted to dispel this notion that WWE nor, nor Ronda are very aware of the fact that, that she's not deserving of the shot which is a lot of what I imagine fans would, one of the first things fans who are against this would complain. Well, why is she getting the shot when such and such deserves it? Well, right. they've acknowledged that, right? 
She's acknowledged. She's acknowledged. In, in every interview, even outside of WWE, I don't want to be pushed this heavy. I want to take my time. I want to pay my dues. So there's that. Okay. Number two, there's the fact that there, this is the perfect time to have this match at Money in the Bank because Money in the Bank is the show where four where four women from the brand are going to be in a ladder match. So, and probably your four best women, essentially, who are the champs. So right now, what is it? Ember and Ember and Charlotte. Alexa are in it. I'm talking about from Raw alone, but Charlotte's oh, in it. From, from Raw. Ember and Alexa are in it, and I'm pretty sure Sasha and Bailey, Sasha, Bailey, and, and Ruby, two of those three will be in it as well. Right. That's the best woman on the, on the brand. So now you got to have somebody to fight. So you give her the opportunity at a big stage where it's not holding down other women. Okay. Number two, number three, you talked about, uh, the fear of her being Brock. Well, she's shown that she's not, cause she's been at every show except for two. Right. And three, I, I give her this last, I give her this Monday because she was working for the company. The company sent her somewhere else. I give her that. Right. Right. Last week she had something she had already signed and she had to do Shark Week. That was something that was already set up. Right? But and then she missed like one episode of Raw before WrestleMania. But when she said she's gonna be there every week, she's been there every week. So yeah. she's shown that she's in on this. This isn't something that she wants to do, just get a payday and go home. She's shown she in. Okay? And number four, most importantly, this isn't just some random match. This is a storyline that could be involved in this because Natalia, who's been a heel for the better part of two years, just turned face out of nowhere because her, best yeah. because her friend is Ronda Rousey, right? Absolutely, yeah. And if one thing we know about Natty that's been established the past couple years, Natty ain't about shit, <clears throat> right? So how perfect would it be for Natty to kind of help Ronda win the title to turn on her and get a title shot. It would yeah. just make sense. If right. Ronda is to win, right? But if you're Naya and your whole your whole story arc has been about having confidence in yourself, why wouldn't you challenge the best? Sure. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, and, and you know what? At least it's not Alexa Bliss who everyone's been so ready to get out of the title picture forever. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> including yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say this, another, you know, this is just fantasy booking one-on-one just real quick. Like the idea of Natty getting into the ladder match um, with Ronda being in the title match. And I, I know you would hate all this because you don't like Natty, but. No, but it's a story. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with it. Right. But like a Natty victory and like cashing in on Ronda that same night or some crazy shit would like that. Would be tremendous. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with that if Ronda were to win the title. If, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure Ronda's going to win the title. I, I just, I mean, she I'm might. You what? I'm not either, but I do understand the thought process that Ronda can't lose because Ronda's wrestled one match on television. I doubt they're going to let her second match be on, te- on television be a loss. Just That's fair. And, you know, here's the other thing. Consider where Money in the Bank is. Yeah. We're in Chicago. Yeah. So it's a real good way to see how that crowd is going to react to Ronda Rousey. Very true. And I'll be interested to see how that goes because they've been 
what's the right word? Um, I don't know. Not very endearing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. They haven't been kind to to not people like Ronda, but that yeah. WWE yeah. machine, if that's what you want to call sure. it, right? The Roman Reigns of the world. Sure. Uh, so if They're they perceive Ronda as that, crowd. Yeah. yeah, if they perceive Ronda as that, then I don't know. But so far, everywhere Ronda's gone, she's gotten a great reaction. Everywhere. So this could be another one of those, like, let's see what happens. Like, we're trying to stir it up, kind of like what they did with CM Punk and John Cena seven years ago at Money in the Bank. You know, they they played off that crowd. They played off of that, that whole idea. So it'd be interesting to see. And I'm looking forward to, I don't know how good the match is going to be. Ronda looks great. and Nia's gotten better. Uh, well, but I don't know how they will mesh. But I'm sure it'll be fine. That's you know? not my concern. Because I believe in Ronda enough that they'll find a way to make it look good. Right? Yeah. My concern is the build. Sure. Because well, they got five weeks, four weeks now, I guess. But that's problem because not because Ronda isn't a compelling talker. Nia's yeah. a decent talker, but there's no there's no beef here. It was just a challenge to see. Oh well, I'm better than you, better than me. And I don't know. Ronda, first, Ronda's again not a good talker. But even if this was a very this was even if this was a serious beef, they had serious issues. I don't know that Ronda can effectively communicate through verbally through a promo how you know how how serious is it maybe they'll pull some Brock Lesnar like UFC style interviews maybe that'd be better for her but that that would be that would be my concern is how they would how it would be built and how you would get the crowd it to believe in the story and not just the match yeah I'm with you on that too but see, I feel like for this one specifically, because it's Rhonda and because of how popular she is, doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter so much. It's kind of one of those situations, you know what I mean? People just want to see Rhonda. Now that I don't know how long that goodwill will last, but right now, while the iron is hot, so to speak, you know that goodwill gonna last as long as that girl showing out and acting and, and acting a donkey in that ring. The girl's <laughs> killing. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. As long so, as I mean, maybe she can just get that. by on that, you know? She can just get by on that. Then fuck, I mean, do what you're going to do. No, absolutely. But, if, I mean, eventually, you know, eventually she's going to have to be able to verbally express herself. Well, I think they're planting the seeds already for Charlotte and Ronda. Like you said, you know, Charlotte egging her on to kind of take the match, you know? And, and, and to add to that, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir officially signed with WWE. Yes, they did. Yeah, I saw that so, too. So, leader of the four horsewomen versus leader of the four horsewomen. So that's what I'm saying. We've got like there's some seeds being planted, and similar to they planted the seeds for Nakamura and AJ at Money in the Bank last year, mm-hmm. and we got it at WrestleMania, right? So you're kind of getting some, you know, people think that WWE doesn't do anything long term. Well, fuck off. You know, we'll see if it all plays out. But at Money in the Bank, we were teased with AJ Nakamura, and we didn't get it into WrestleMania. But you can't tell me that wasn't the plan. You know what I mean? So, once again, as we always like to say, you know, let it play out. Let's see how it goes. There's a bigger picture than just the immediate Ronda versus Nia match. So, yeah. 
and matches are conduits for other matches. Right. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about before we get out here? Uh, I just wanted to mention real quick, I'll ask you what you thought about the um, – just end on a lighter note here. What did you think about the uh, Andrade Cien Almas debut? So uh, I'm glad you asked. I don't particularly – I believe that the that the UK deserves shows, a lot of shows actually, because they have a great crowd. Yeah, I'm, I'm never interested in those shows on those Raws or SmackDowns, particularly because they're taped, and it's hard for me to get into something that I'm usually watching live when it's taped. I don't have right. the same excitement for the show, uh, especially considering how you know I'm I'm a terrible person that reads spoilers. I can't help it. It's, <laughs> it's an addiction of mine. But two things got me excited this week on Raw SmackDown. Two things. One, I'm sorry, three things. Number one, the B team is amazing. Yeah, yeah. The B team is amazing. The fact that the crowd chanted the 18 theme song for them is amazing. <laughs> Number two, Roman Spear and Gender through that through that that uh wall, amazing. And number yes. three. Andrade Cien Almas debuting on SmackDown. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like the temperature has risen for that brand because that dude is so good, and their act is so amazing and so great. Like Andrade is amazing, and yeah, it was a bit of a letdown that he wrestled a jobber after the buildup, but again, I'm all about acknowledgement. They acknowledge that. Yes, Zelina came out and said. After all this, this is who you give us? Yeah. Which may, which makes me think that this is part of something bigger. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this is why I saw a few people, not to name names, I won't name names, but that were pissed before even seeing the – they had read a spoiler that he beat a jobber. Mm-hmm. And I guess they didn't read the spoiler or it wasn't spoiled that Zelina cut a promo post-match because they were already shitting on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this build-up and then a jobber. But – of course, you got to watch the damn show. Zelina gets on the mic and says, this is pathetic, you know, like all this, and this is what this is what we get. So, obviously, they're going somewhere with this. Like, that's – he's too good, and they're too good as a package to not. Like, there's just – you can't expect – I just don't see him beating on jobbers for three months. You know what I mean? I don't – Oh, God, no. And there's still so, – there's still yeah. one uh, spot open left in the Money in the Bank ladder match for SmackDown. Yes, there is. You're right. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, there's. I suppose there's some guys there that could take it, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, but there's no matches. There's there's no matches that's been set for that. Oh, and you know what? And let's just we kind of we kind of covered that. I wanted to speaking of Money in the Bank, I want to ask you one more question. Yes. And then we can we can go. This is kind of a fun one. Okay. Who do you think is going to be the uh, New Day's chosen guy for the for the match? Kofi. Think it'll be Kofi. Yeah. Who do you want to see it be? Biggie. Biggie. Okay. See, I think it's going to be Big Woods. E. Okay. But I want it to be Woods. Yeah, I can see that because Woods has kind of become the favorite of the group. And not only that, but I think one thing I love about when they're all really good at this, by the way, I'm not trying to de- devalue anybody. One thing about Woods is he does a lot of stuff outside you know he's got the youtube channel which has gotten a lot of exposure like to who these guys kind of are behind closed doors a little Mm -hmm. bit like and then he does a lot of the video game events and stuff like that he goes a lot to a lot of that stuff he's a good ambassador absolutely you know and so i think that 
it would be a good opportunity for him to get some shine because Big E and Kofi and Xavier to some extent, but not as much as those two, has have had a lot of shine. And I think Xavier, because people are starting to see yeah. just how good he is. Yes. And I think this would be a perfect opportunity to allow him to showcase that. Um, it, would, but, it would make sense. Yeah, if you, sure. If, if you look at the story, because the whole story with Cesaro and Seamus has been about him. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it should be Kofi because he wasn't even in the match. Here's you what know? I think is going to be Kofi. Okay. Because Woods and E are very adamant on screen and off screen that Kofi is their favorite wrestler. And that Woods has gone on very on screen and off screen saying that his goal in wrestling is not to be world champion. His goal is to have Kofi as world champ. Yeah, that's true. You have mentioned that before, and I, I have read that in other places. So I'd be cool with that, too. I mean, I love Kofi. I've always loved Kofi. Well, and I'd love to see Kofi get a title run one of these days. But He deserves a title run, but I would much rather – right now, Kofi's the, lo- the least enjoyable of the three to me. Sure. Now, that's not saying he's bad or not enjoyable. It's just Woods and E are at such a high level of enjoyment – Kofi's below them, but sure. I'm sure that Kofi does it on purpose because he knows he's established. Yeah, and he's been there forever. Yeah, so let yeah, the young guys yeah. get some shine because no matter what Kofi does, he's always gonna he's always gonna get love in some form. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that was, I thought that was kind of be a good, a good fun one to end on. I I think it'll be Big E want it to be Woods. You think it'll be Kofi want it to be Big E? So we're all over the place. Who wins? What's that? Who's gonna win? Who's going to win? Of the seven that 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 let's of the seven, so the six and a new day member. Who do you think wins right now? I know there's one more left to be added, but just your your gut reaction right now, four weeks ahead. Mm. Well, I think it's going to be a SmackDown talent. Okay. So I don't think it'll be who who that that would leave out rude. So it's so the three on SmackDown right now are new day member X. Yeah. Um, Rusev and Miz. and Miz, and then it's Bobby Roode, uh, Finn, Balor. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. There's one more. It shares <laughs> one more. Braun Strowman. Wow, we're terrible. Braun. Braun Strowman. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> of all people to uh, forget. Yeah, uh, I don't think Braun's winning. No, uh, I don't think that's something he really needs. No. Um, I don't think Bobby Roode is winning. I'd be very surprised Hell if Bobby Roode won. Finn Balor is a possibility. Finn Balor and Owens are the two from Raw I could see winning. Um, but you know what? I don't see Kevin Owens winning just because he's still doing a Universal Title rematch, Dan. Oh, God damn it. All right, thanks, and, for, thanks for listening, guys. And so is Finn, for that matter. So you know what? Um, no. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with SmackDown. I think it's going to be one of those guys. You've got – I mean, Rusev is – as popular as ever. The Miz is on fire. Um, they could surprise you with one of the New Day guys. I don't think they will, but they could. And then, of course, whoever it is. So at the moment, if I was going to pick one, I'd just throw a dart at it. I'm going to say Rusev. I say Finn Balor. Okay. Well, yeah, fine. that's it. I'm not going to explain four, four weeks ahead of time, no. Yeah, no, we're not there yet. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah that's fair. Right now, as, as it looks right now, and based on everything I'm thinking in my head, the Miz seems like too too obvious, so I'm gonna say Rusev for now, and you'll say Finn. Okay, I like it. All right, man. Tell them where they can find you, brother. Uh, at Outsider Kervin K E R V I N on Twitter, 
And that's about it. I did tease last week that I've got uh, some writing stuff possibly in the works. Not ready to reveal that yet because I've got um, a couple more weeks before I can actually start it. So when, when we get there, we'll get there when we get there. But I'll let you guys know as soon as as um, as it's for sure going down. It's going to happen. I just when I get it all ready and everything's set up, then I'll let you guys know. By the way, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give it away for y'all. Carl got hired as a writer at WWE. Yeah, it is. It's true. Hell so hell no. the, the, the gender, gender's going happen. over Brock, brother. <laughs> Clean. Two Clean minutes. as a whistle. <laughs> Two minutes. 20 seconds, brother. Oh, my bad. Um, you can follow me at It's Ray Cash, R-A-Y, as in, as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars. I need to record this part because, like, I get tired of giving everything out. <laughs> You really should. So long. At least you, at least you thought about it finally before we got like thirty episodes in or something. No, uh, but I'm not gonna record it. This is still live on the podcast, like so. Yeah, I'm gonna say it live. But all right, you can find the show at uh, Outsiders Edge SS. Follow uh, One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Follow Social Suplex, the Social Suplex Podcast Network at Social Suplex. Follow. Uh, the indie show grown men watch this shit at grown men pod follow caleb's wrestling watch follows uh impact and rh at wrestling watch ss follow ricky and clive the big homies at ricky and clive follow keeping the strong style our new japan show happy birthday josh at um ki strong style morning show follow the morning show at world class daily uh follow jordan my teammate and, and partner at World Class Radio at Fox the Podcaster. We have uh, you know we're sponsored by wrestling uh, by World Class Revolution Pro Wrestling, formerly known as Imperial Wrestling Revolution. We officially uh, well I, got, I don't know if I said it yet but we got some big we got some big news for that too um, coming out. On top of that uh, I write for the chairshot.com just had a, a column come out which is basically criticizing Dave Meltzer and the news cycle about how the very, news very came good of... read, by the way, Thank God. Thank you. So good. Yes, you're welcome. Like I don't, I don't normally wouldn't kiss your ass like that, but it's a very, very, very good read. So if, if you, um, tweet it out or something again, retweet it out there, I'll put, I'll make sure and do the same. Definitely want to read that for sure. Okay. This is the first you've said that to me, like, legitimately i didn't know you liked it like that thank you yeah well you know what i'm not gonna just like when we talk off the air i'm not gonna just be like hey man let me kiss your butthole like i want to make sure and do it on for the people i want everybody to know but so you're welcome you but you like kissing my butthole well you know oh okay Let's... sorry sorry <laughs> but yes check that out um is that it i think you covered most of it uh, it's, it's exhausting. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of hats on right now, y'all. Just record this as soon as we stop tonight. Go back and record your blah 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 blah, and then you know. But I can't do that. The people want to hear me talk. Well, they, they're going to hear you. It's just going to be the same thing they hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rob the people of the truth. Um, <laughs> but no, okay. guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you as guys always. tuning in as, as always. Uh. Carl, let him uh, end the show. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we we appreciate the uh, all the listens and the downloads. 
and they're growing. It's growing, so that that's what we're striving for. So that means we're doing something right. And if we aren't, let us know. Uh, we're we're glad. Like I said before earlier when we were talking, we're always glad to talk about it. So once again, thanks for listening, guys, and have a great night. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.